What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the DVM production empire. That's how you know it's good. This is a DVMPE production. Join the empire today at dvmpe.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back once again to the latest episode of the Checks and Balances podcast, your number one favorite podcast for all things politics and entertainment. It's almost edutainment, if you will. I am your host, David Vox Mullen, the man of many talents, and I have with me an amazing panel of gentlemen uh, who happen to be uh, our regulars uh, somewhat <laughs> representing the uh, the liberal left of all things political. We've got Mr. John Madison. How are you this week, John? Happy to be here and happy to be first for the first time ever called out. Is that the first the left? Time That's the first time ever. I'm quite excited. This is obviously a week. I'm not episode. even a co-host anymore. Didn't what the hell? Know. Didn't even know. <laughs> uh, representing representing the conservative right. We've got Mr. Eric Zwartz. Eric, how are you? Danny, you've gone from co-host to like last announced on this show. We're not what done. is going on? We're not on? done. <laughs> I, love, I love how Eric's response to me is directly to Danny. So that's good. That's good. <laughs> me, me and Danny, we're, we're BFFs. <laughs> All right. Representing the, the middle of the aisle, Mr. Danny Reyes. How are you, Danny? Oh, I'm next. It's not Chris. <laughs> you guys are spoilerific, I swear. <laughs> and yes, we referenced uh, our gentleman, our friend Chris, who was with us last week. Uh, everybody loved him, so we brought him back. Mr. Christopher West, how are you, Chris? Hello, everybody. I'm great. Thank you so much. I feel like today is, is a real holiday now. It's you a, know, it's it's a, I'm, well. I'm, I'm feeling... I'm feeling good. For, from what I know about you, Chris, it's probably a double holiday. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah, I'm feeling good today. Thank you for <laughs> well, it. Well, okay, yeah. It's I mean, it's it's 4:20. Let's let's just call it out what it is. It's it's April 20th. Uh, a it day is that, the, a day that lives in uh, <laughs> in infoweed. Uh, well, there's a lot that happens on April 20th. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just curious. Uh, is anybody comfortable admitting? I mean, it's legal in Illinois. Has anybody uh, partaken today? I mean, I didn't want to get too. Um, knowing I was coming on the show, I wasn't going to get too, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it is a holiday, you know. <laughs> I uh, I unfortunately I, I I would I just I don't I don't have any. I, Chris needs to stop by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, for all my uh, cryptocurrency uh, listeners, uh, today has uh, was the Doge Day. Doge oh my day, god, day epic that, fail. That we were all supposed to buy <laughs> and hold. I don't know what happened. The only thing I can I mean, logistically, we, the only thing I can imagine is well, I mean, no, to be fair, I mean the price never went below uh I think twenty six cents, I think. I believe yeah, so. I mean, considering I'm, I'm not lost, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah considering I'm, I bought it in a nickel. Um <laughs> 
Oh wow! Months ago. Oh yeah, dude, I'm sitting on it. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's. It looks like the new floor on that one is thirty cents. I mean, it's, it's looking pretty good. Uh, but the fact that it dropped today, to me, I, I again, it's. If you understand anything about the concept of Doge, it's actually perfect. Like I think it's yeah. hilarious. Like the crypto was yeah. literally created as a joke. Yep. And the fact that it is gaining popularity, the irony itself is the joke. And then the fact that everybody was like rallying to like, we're going to buy a bunch and, and hold it today. And then like it dropped. <laughs> it's like, well, that's the amazing joke. thing about the internet. That's the amazing thing about the internet. Yeah, you can just, it. you can ride anything on it. You know, people are getting loans and uh, GoFundMe <laughs> for literally anything. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I would it love makes to be perfect to... sense. Yeah, because it. it's it's backed by memes. What could go wrong, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> well, memes have been a staple in this in this century. I think at this point, I love it. I, I'm enjoying the ride. I mean, for 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 what I've what for what I've invested to what I'm reaping, I am I'm thoroughly enjoying everything that's going on uh, with Doge. All uh, right, so uh, moving on. That's the alleged latest news aspect of things. <laughs> Um, let's talk about, uh, capitalism some more. Eric, tell me who's minding the store. Eric, who's minding the store? Hey, thanks, Dave. All right. So, uh, I'd like to actually quickly give a shout out. So Abigail, uh, from New England, she purchased one of Danny's awesome shirts. So shout out to Abigail. Let us know what you think about that. Once it gets there, shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from everyone that has thanks, purchased. Abigail. Uh, thanks, that Abigail. one came in. Yeah, that one came in the other day, so I figured I'd do a shout-out. And, uh, yeah, send us a message. Let us know what you think. Uh, so, everyone, go to Facebook.com slash Checks and Balances Podcast. Click on the button at the top. It says uh, Shop. It'll take you right to our shop. we got a bunch of cool merch, all designed by Danny. Um, anything you purchase helps, uh, you know, just us keep this show going, and we appreciate it. And it's a pretty awesome design, so go check it out. There you go. Uh, all right, so this week uh, is just a little different, uh, as Chris pointed out. It's 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 a holiday. Uh, I'd argue it's a soon-to-be national holiday, possibly a world holiday. Uh, and it is the day where we received the verdict of the Derek Chauvin trial. And uh, so this week we're going to do a little different. Normally we have a bunch of silly segments, but uh, today I think is such a monumentous day that I want to jump right into it. There's no point in talking about latest news. This is the latest news. Yeah, no. Uh, and uh, Chris is like, yeah, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, calling it a holiday. Sorry to interrupt you, Vox, but you know, calling it a holiday that could be, you know, it, it, it that could sound bitter on some people's ears. You know what yeah, I mean? No, That's I, a, you're, That's a blatant and bold and belligerent statement, you know, if anything else, you know, um, you're but it, right. you know, it, it is, you know, if, if you if if you look at it, you know, for what it stands for, like, it's a sad day. Also, it's a horrible yeah, sad day. It doesn't feel like, like a holiday, but you know, going to jail, jail and death, no matter what, no matter who it is, sounds terrible. Those are the worst results for the worst things. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, but in the sense of like this. I think it'd be amazing to call this a holiday because that's how you make this a real reminder and the power of like, everybody has eyes on you. You know, when I'm at work, I got customers staring at me. I don't mess up. You know what I mean? When mm -hmm. we all got to deal with it, we're all in the, yeah. in, in the real world. You can't just beat your problems away. You know what I mean? You can't just say, well, you, you know, uh, when, when, when it comes to police, you can't be trained. We call you trained. We as people entrust you with, you know, power and the resource to, you know, dish out force and, you know, um, you know, enforce the law and you had you, you can't just, you know, beat your problems away. You can't just beat handicapped people. You can't just not understand certain situations and go 
uh, go in with his extreme, you know, uh, measures. It's, it's ridiculous. It's literally ridiculous. And the fact that it's taken so long and the fact that this trial took, it's been about a month from now, a month and five days, if I, if I'm correct, it'll be exactly a year since this happened. And we finally got to this point after damn near a year. Like, and, and this, and this is something that we've all watched. Every American, if you're not living on the rock, has seen what happened. And it took a year. Like every first world, if not every well, second world, almost third world country partook in the protest. We all saw it. You yeah, know, and, I, and I and I love that it took less than twenty seconds for Chris to literally shut me up. I think it was awesome. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, you've done something that no one's been able else to do. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that that's great. A lot right and, there, and that's Chris. why you're here. That's why you're here. Um, so, so I mean, but but going off of what Chris just said here, I mean, uh, I would disagree in calling this a holiday. And I would also disagree with what you said, Chris, about everyone saying like a, like a year. Yes, a year to for both sides to create a fair trial, which is what America is about. I mean, I've seen memes. I've, I've seen a meme, um, lots of memes over my Facebook. Uh, but the one that just disturbed me the most was the one that basically said, like, um, you know, America is a broken state because of how, you know, because everyone saw this happen and we're still doing a trial. And it just, it disturbed me to my bones of how many times this, this meme was shared. It's like, what, that, that's not why we're a broken state. That's, that's the good thing about us is that we're not just going to hang a man by a noose because we all quote saw something. We're going to give the man his day in court and we're going to let the system play out. So I disagree with you saying it take, took too long. I, I don't think it took too long. I think it took as long as it needed to for it to come to the verdict that it did. And if we were to just hang everybody up because we, quote, saw it happen, uh, we, we would turn into a mob and we would lose all form of our justice system and democracy and anything we'd like to think is somewhat of a fair trial. I may Let's, be wrong about this, but isn't it wasn't this one of the fastest jury decisions? I, I, was, I wasn't going to say that, but I think you're right. Well, yeah. and we, can, we can get into that in a minute, but that's usually a, 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 a typical sign that it's going to be a guilty verdict because it, it's usually a very short yeah. deliberation. Um, but before we dig into all that, let's let's go back. Let, I mean, that's what we're here to do. Let's 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 talk yeah. about it. I want to I want to I want to go back on that point. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, that's right. So go ahead. Go ahead. We will. We will. We will. Yeah, no, let's, yeah, go let's go back and talk about what, at least in this particular case, <laughs> what was the catalyst? And that was, um, you know, I remember my phone buzzing from multiple people sending me video clips. Can you believe what what this cop just did? Look at this. This cop just killed this guy. Look at this. You know, oh, my God. Can you believe this? Then my Facebook feed was blowing up. Then Instagram was showing stuff. Twitter was going crazy. Um, and I, and I remember seeing it and I, I don't think, man, I, I don't think anybody I knew, um, and part of me is glad about this, <laughs> but I don't think anybody I knew at that time was like, screw that guy on the ground. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was pretty universal that everybody I knew, at least in the beginning, I remember there being a press conference right from the beginning where Trump actually condemned him too, which I was quite shocked that Trump even said anything knowing Trump, but he actually was against it too, right from the beginning. And then of course, everything political came into well, play. I mean, but... the, the video and that's, you know, there's part of me that's terrified of the, you know, super surveillance state that we could become. But then the other part of me just loves the fact that, that, you know, we, the people are just exposing shit. Do you know what I mean? And, I, I was I was definitely a mix of emotions as as many people were, but um, 
but I just remember being absolutely floored by what I saw. And I, and, you know, obviously we'll talk each of us about it, but, and I, and I, and I understand and know that there are many people who were not <laughs> floored by that. Um, but, but I was, uh, admittedly. And, um, I, I fought everything in my mind to immediately condemn the guy. I mean, I was like, yeah, I mean, this, the cop, you know, Derek, uh, immediately I was like, oh yeah, this, this guy's, this guy's toast, you know, this is a piece of shit, you know, whatever. Um, but it was very interesting to see in, in the coming days and days how the typical behavior of society where you start to see the splits and you start to see the people debating and all of a sudden it becomes this thing. And, um, yeah, so it gets to the point where, you know, he's not being arrested. He's not, nobody's, you know, doing anything and people are getting angry. Um, and then, you know, uh, everything, all the events that took place over the summer, uh, which obviously we can talk about individually. Uh, and then getting to the point where we're, we're at this trial. And as, as Chris mentioned, you know, it's almost a year. Um, it, to me... As as awful as it is, and as the, as the the fact that there's a hole that can't be filled, there there is definitely something that felt good about the verdict for me today. There was definitely something that felt like, even if it's a sliver of justice, it felt like justice. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's 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 how I felt um, today. I know that just from what just happened in the last 10 minutes, I have a feeling that some of us had different opinions and different feelings and different thoughts. Um, let's, let's do this. Uh, because specifically, Chris, I, I know that you, um, you protested. You, I yeah. think, I think famously protested personally. Um, why don't you give everyone your um, recount of, when you first heard about it and then the steps that you took into oh, the, you know, it was, um, it was a lot. Honestly, it was all surreal. Um, it was all, it was all pretty crazy. Cause you know, when it first happened, we've all seen the videos and you know, you initially think when you first watch it, when you first initially hear about it and watch it, you don't think this is going to be a huge massive thing that blows up. You're not like, let's start the protest. But when you, you watch it yourself, you feel all the horror and like, especially as a black man in America, um, you feel, you know, oh, that, that could be, in, uh, I could be in his shoes. Like that's super shitty. What if that's my brother? Cause I got a, I got a even bigger, taller black brother. You know what I mean? Um, that people will consider threatening this and that, you know, my family's black. So it's like, you think, what if that's someone in my family? What if that's me? You, 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 you put yourself in their shoes, you know, and then you just simply empathize with them. Like you feel their pain. Like you just imagine, you know, and obviously this particular incident took like it just it just skyrocketed because this has happened a lot of times and that's what I wanted to clarify about calling it a holiday. It's not George Floyd alone. When I say it took all this and it took all this time, I mean in the sense of what about George Zimmerman? The fact he's signing Skittles and like not in jail. He killed a he chased a boy, a, a child, a boy, not even eighteen. He chased a boy, a grown man, chased a boy, killed him because he had Skittles and he possibly could have stole it, and he's signing Skittles. 2021, you Google where he is, what he's been doing. He's signing, you know, right supremacist Skittles because that's what he had on him because the news claimed he was going to make lean. Even if he was, you don't kill this. You're not even a cop. Who are you? You know, and he's not even in jail also. 
So it's not that the fact that it took George Floyd's case so long is that it's years. I've been growing up hearing about a new death and this and that kind of stuff. But no, but to see in my lifetime, to see a Rodney King-esque, you know, event in my own lifetime to experience it, it was honestly surreal. It was insane. You know, you, you'd go to, I went to the Aurora. Um, the first time I went to one, the one in my own town, I went to Aurora and I had missed the protest um, and I had already, I, we had gotten down there and you see the cop car on fire, you know, I'm standing there, like on the way there, you see it, it looks like I'm in Gotham city. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's honestly insane. Um, cause it, it, and that's the funny thing. People say this is like a movie. It's because you only see it in movies. And when you see it in real life, you know, you're like, damn, you know, it's like, it's like, wow. But, um, we got there and you just see a line of SWAT and all full gear everybody's like six two and there's not a single you know small everybody's huge you know everybody's fully ready to go and to see it to stand right before you and see that and to realize these guys are geared up and ready to beat us and if need be and to hit they're not just here for show they're not just here for you know because oh it's a it's a light lakers game and they're just security in case somebody snatches a purse or something they're here to they're here to beat you in case they need to in case you know stuff gets rowdy I've I've had when when the when the shit really hit the fan I had tear gas hit me in the leg it didn't like it didn't hurt but it's it's terrifying you don't expect that and to see all this layout before you I was trying to yell at the police a lot of people were just cussing at them screaming at them you know what I mean yelling at them I was about as far as I am from my mic right now and from from the cops and while everybody else is in the line right and I'm screaming at them I personally feel it's more effective and it's more potent and it's more lethal to doubt somebody in the truth versus insults and just, you know, outside, you know, you're ugly, you stink. People were yelling bootlicker and, you know, pig, that kind of stuff. I'm telling them, you realize we're here because someone on your side killed an innocent man. Like you are, you're only here because you're following orders. You are order followers. You're not thinking for yourselves. I'm like, understand you can think for yourself. Understand what's going on is a real part of history. You're in life. This isn't just a day in the work. You're still, you know, a lot of times we put ourselves in our boxes and we forget that our actions are making who making us who we are. We forget that down the line, we'll regret these decisions. We'll, we'll forget down the line that we, oh, you know, how did I end up in this job for 20 years? You know, because you, you're not paying attention to your life. You're not paying attention. You're a SWAT guy beating civilians because one of your guys killed somebody. You know, you, you, if you, everybody looked at the page or looked at the video, like you said, I'm sorry, I'm gonna let you talk in a sec, Eric. Um, everybody looked at the video, like you just said, and we felt horrible. So why are you choosing to defend it? Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's your choice. And, I, I guess don't you, don't you almost take that personally when people defend it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because my grandpa, he had to shave his head to go grocery shopping. Because he was lucky to be light-skinned, and that was a tactic he could use. God, if he was just black, he'd do whatever. You know, he's not going in. But he was lucky enough to look close enough to a white person, you know, and he had to shave his head so he can chop in grocery stores, you know? Yeah. It's Eric. it's crazy. And to, and, and to see all this stuff going, yeah, I'm sorry, Eric. That's I'm okay. just, cut Eric. me off because I will ramble. That's all good. You know? No, you're going to have plenty. We're going to keep going. I will ramble. We're going to keep going. Don't worry. Go ahead, Eric. So the main issue that I have with this is not that it was awful what happened. Um, I agree with that. You know, the, the you know we all saw the video. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming we all saw the whole video because there was a like an 8 and 11 minute version released later on. There was the body cam footage. There was the, the whole, you know, a uh, couple of sites put like the security camera. So there, there's a lot of videos. I'm assuming we've all watched the entire from A to B. And um, 
what the cop did, uh, Shavin, was absolutely disturbing because he didn't get up. And I and there is I can see the argument that's made about like, oh, he's, you know, um, he, the, the guy is pinning down is a lot bigger than he is. But there was other cops there. So in in essence, I don't think it was right for him to continue to have knelt on him that long. So I'm not defending those actions. However, what I am defending or not defending, but what I am calling out is this jump that people made. And when you watch the video from A to B, this had nothing to do with racism. It didn't. We we put that in there. And so while it was despicable what happened, the jump that Chris made when he was talking about this, I, I disagree with. There, there was nothing racist about the cops' actions. It was just bad actions. If that was a white man, that was a six-foot, you know, 250-pound white man, been the same thing. Because George Floyd was not listening to police, he was not cooperating, and he had fentanyl in his system. I'm not saying the fentanyl is what killed him. I'm saying he ended up on the ground, not because he was black, he ended up on the ground because he was refusing to listen to a police officer's orders. And then what happened is that police officer took it too far. But he didn't take it, there's no evidence to suggest to me that he took it too far because he was black. He took it too far because he was a bad cop, and the dude wasn't listening. Now, I'm not justifying his actions. I'm saying we've added racism. There was nothing racist. It's not like he was sitting on him yelling, um, you know, racist comments to the guy. There's no video. There's nothing to suggest that racism was involved here. And that's the part where I'm disagreeing because I can, I can agree with that. I can I can definitely agree with that. But you have to understand as a whole, as, that's something you, you kind of got to laugh at yourself, you know, when you. Oh, I'm a, I'm a white cop. I probably shouldn't knee on a black guy's neck. That might look bad. Like you wouldn't wear a bed sheet and a, and a hood, like a cone shaped bed sheet hood, because you know what that as a white guy, you know what that looks like. Like yeah. even though you're not right, like you, you, that's something you laugh to yourself about. Like you know the climate of the world. Like you're like this isn't gonna look good. This, this is not gonna turn out. I'm not gonna go to Halloween. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna go to the Halloween company party and and have my girlfriend. You know, as a white guy, oh babe, for Halloween, put some some braids on and some hoops. And you know, you should. You know, that's not gonna turn out good. Right. You know, right. I'm like, you're right. You're right. Not, you're right. You shouldn't jump. You're completely right. You shouldn't jump to it's just racist. You, you, I completely 110 percent agree with you that it is a jump. Most people, we don't know. He was not. We literally do not know. He he was not saying racial slurs. We don't know. But in this climate, he is a grown man should know. He's well, gonna look. Somebody's gonna say something. And ultimately, something you yourself. yeah. And ultimately, the conviction is because of it. So, John, go ahead. Yeah, John, go. So, I I think part of the issue um, with the it's not racist argument becomes. I don't think we recognize that racism isn't always guys in hoods burning crosses. It's subtle. Those are the most dangerous racisms. It is where people, people who say I'm not racist. I have a black friend. Um, and they say that can still have Chris, racist. Chris is my tendons. black friend, by the way. Yeah. But I'm saying it's not, it's not where it's outwardly or even where you're feeling it. It's a matter of ignorance that you haven't been around it enough. You don't so have if that's enough. What, if that's what we're going to count as racism, I'm not saying I agree, then everybody's racist. Black, so, white, brown, well, I think everyone. everybody is racist. I kind of have a theory everybody is. I kind of have a theory yeah, everybody is. I, I, yeah. I think everybody is racist to a degree. And I think it's, it's not, also it's woven not, into American culture. But it still plays into, it still plays into with that, that as a white man, we have more privilege. And I know that that's a horrible thing. Thing right now for republicans but white privilege is a real thing it's not I- i'm sorry it absolutely I'll tell you why it's not. Not. even the black guy i'm sick of hearing that that statement Hold <laughs> on. Just, just said so much. yeah I, I, 
Uh, I no one is ever going. I'm glad to it is, me. but no one's ever going to find me threatening in a situation with the police. Yeah, I promise, yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, I get dealt with like I'm a mature, happy. John, I guarantee you, if the cops, if yeah. a cop, if a cop told you to get out of your car because of whatever reason, and you didn't listen, I guarantee you, if you acted like someone who was resisting police authority in a crime or in whatever was going on, but you would be, you would be treated like that. I promise you, you will. That's just because- it. We've seen, we've seen lots of situations, particularly with African Americans, where the police aren't where they're not resisting anything and we still end up with dead people. Yeah. We've absolutely seen police appear to escalate the situation. And I think where a lot of people get um, angry at the obvious inequality is when you see certain white people actually doing that shit and not getting the like storming the Capitol. Yeah. Not the exact. Yeah. But not the same reactions from the police. Like you've seen white Kyle Rittenhouse. Well, well, let me get to that. I mean, like you, you, you've seen white people who, I mean, privilege or not, I, I've, you know, I, we've all seen those YouTube videos of those people who think they understand the Constitution better than they really do, and they try to tell the police, you know, you, you, you know, am I being detained or am I free to go, and you know, all this, like. I'm sorry, but if I saw a black person do that, I would expect the cop to behave completely different with them. And that's and that is an obvious problem. And whether you whether you uh, Eric, whether you want to think that that's not true, it is absolutely true. Um, And that doesn't mean that I immediately am going to go liberal left and and jump with John on this. But I will definitely say that. Yeah, it, it is. It's a thing, dude. No, I didn't. I never said it's. I never okay, said it's not okay. true. But, I never but, said that. But your point to John was, you know, if you didn't do that, then you'd be treated the same way. No, I John. Disagree. John said. What John yeah. said has nothing to do with the color of his skin. If he could, he could. He John could very well be pulled be pulled over by a black cop who doesn't like white people. Now, I, I actually, he, I I have made the mistake of getting out of my car during a pullover, and I did not get shot, but I did get told get back in your car. But not, if I had been a different color who knows how that ends for me but that's all that happened is they told me get back in my car and did you listen yeah of course i'm not exactly. so then there you go you there are, you I, go that's my point i just didn't know if you hadn't have listened and you stayed outside of your car you probably would have ended up on the ground maybe well let's i mean let let's let's dig into some of that john if you were were not listening to the police and they gave you an order or a command what do you think it is, or maybe even Chris should jump in here. What do you think it is, is the difference between why you would or wouldn't get back in? Like, I feel like as a, as a white dude, how about, how about maybe you wouldn't get as many get back in your cars, you know, before you get shot. Yeah. So wait, let's talk about that. See, but see that there's a lot of misconceptions here. How many is required though? What do you mean? Like, because I'm sure we can find plenty of videos where the police don't say anything, you know, or at least them saying something is with the attack. You know, a lot of, you know, because what I'm saying is you're you're saying as long as you just act accordingly, it'll be all right, pretty much, you know, for the most part. And a lot of black people and, and even if you're white, as long as you course correct, you'll be all right, you know, and that's for a lot of people. But when it, when it comes to black people, sometimes when you don't even need to course correct when you're doing fine, you will be harmed. And sometimes you don't have a chance to course correct. When you do, you'll still be harmed. It's it's as if white, white people will get more of a, you know, 
um, more lives, you know, Mario lives, quote unquote, you know, um, before they end up done, you know. I I definitely think there is something there. I I do. I definitely do. I mean, I know that when I get pulled, I I just got pulled over this weekend um, for speeding um, in in my sports car, which I'm already asking for it because of the way my car looks. So I get pulled over, and I'll be honest, the majority of the time I think I'm just going to tell the cop the truth because of, I hate to say it, but privilege. Because I know, hey, if I, if I, if I, dismantle him by not lying to him like he hears from everybody every day that I'm going to put him in a different position. And so sure enough, I'm always like, you know, Hey, you got me. I was totally speeding, whatever, you know, and nine out of 10 times I don't get ticketed because of it. Um, I know that that's a difference. Um, Admittedly, ironically, this last time I got the ticket because he was like, I I can't do anything about it. It was, (laughs) you went, you were going really fast. I was like, okay. To go a little bit deeper in that, I don't even think, because I, to be honest, as a black man, let me tell you, I'm not going to just sit here and just falsify my experience and claim that as a black man, we all go through the same thing. Me, I may be a black man, but I'm also, if you haven't noticed, very light skinned. And I get, I have very good interactions with the police. I, at one point, had, I, I, I was high. I, I don't even know if I should be this online, I, but you know, but <laughs> it is what it is. I got to. It's not going to happen again. You know, you can't try me for the same thing. Hi, had a ball, had a hitter, uh, had weed. I had three pieces of paraphernalia and speeding 37 miles over the speed limit. All I got was a speeding ticket. You know what I mean? I made the cops laugh. They had, I had to do a whole sobriety test. It was stressful. Don't get me wrong. But I got out of it. You know, I don't think it may not. It may not necessarily be a race thing. Okay. I think even deeper, people don't like dark skin. It's colorism. We. It's it's. Even in Indian culture, they prefer lighter women. We like lighter women, and women like darker men. You know, dark is strong, and that's why we don't like dark women because they're more masculine. And and it's not necessarily race, but obviously race plays into your skin. That's why we think it's race, mm-hmm. but it's just how you look. People don't like how people look. People, so some all, people just you think it's ugly. all based in visualism, then. It is. I, I, I think it is. And that's a lot of times why we steal cultures because their cultures are cool. You'll see plenty of white people wearing every culture, Chinese, you know, clothes, Native American for Halloween, the Redskins, you know, hip hop. The kids are listening to rap and they can't stand it. You know what I mean? Um, you'll see them in every enough culture. black people playing bagpipes. <laughs> you'll see it in culture. Uh, Eric, I'm going to talk in two seconds. I'm so sorry. I just keep on rambling. Um, but you'll see it in culture, but they don't like I, I think it's a look. I think it's a look thing. Now, Eric, I'm, I'm going to let you go. I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. So uh, I wanted to clarify a couple things because uh, every, you know everyone's chiming in and great, but um, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. So, Dave, I want to I want to clarify that I'm specifically talking about the reaction to George Floyd and what happened with George Floyd sure. and throwing race into the mix. I'm not saying that uh, black people are treated differently than white people at a traffic stop. I'm racism absolutely right. exists. I'm saying that. Uh, are there racist cops? Sure. Are there cops that will treat black people differently at a traffic stop than white people? Absolutely, yes. What I am saying is the amount of racism that exists in America, I do not believe, is at the level that we are made to believe that it is right now. I do not think that what we hear every day on the news, I don't think the outrage to George Floyd, uh, what, the reaction that happened to that was a justified reaction because I, I, I think that we have made huge strides as a country in terms of racism. And what makes you think I, that? Well, for one, statistics. If you want to talk about police and um, 
and black Ooh. people, the amount of unarmed black, the amount of unarmed black people who were shot and killed by police made up of made up 2% of the entire population since 2015 that were shot and killed by police. So 2%. black people are still three times more likely to be killed by police than a white person. Three times. According to statistics from 2015, 98% of unarmed people that were shot and unarmed people, John, so people that shouldn't have been shot because they had no weapon, 2% of those people since 2015 were black. So that statistic is based on correlation data from the police that has to be given out. Um, there are other studies. Uh, Washington Post started one in 2015 where they That's do the every... one I'm reading. That's the one I'm okay. reading, John. So I've got 15 killed per million. Um, 36 killed per million for blacks. So not three times, double. Uh, 36 killed per million and 27 killed per million out of 39 million for Latino. Okay. So you'd so, be twice as likely to be killed by the police as a black man versus a white man. Now, if you continue reading that statistic, it's black cops or Mexican cops shooting black people, not white people shooting black people, if you continue reading. So I think the issue is that statistic is not white cops. You're not, you're, not, you're not twice as likely to be killed if you're black by a white cop. It's a Hispanic or African-American cop. But I know that's the just actual every death since 2015. Yeah, I don't think it was I don't think it was ever about white cops killing black people. It was about cops killing. Well, then that's not racism. Hold on. Then that's not racism. That's authoritarianism. That's not racism. That's the problem then. If it's cops well, that's killing, the whole point is that it's not. No, racism, my point. My point is it's no, no, no. The whole point of George Floyd, unless I'm wrong, was racism that so it was, white cops are targeting black people in, in, inappropriately compared to white people. That so would my have, understanding. So, yeah, Eric, the only way you could take it there, though, is if George Floyd was the only one this happened to. He wasn't. It's well, and that brings me to occurrence. why I think, like, it's Eric, you pointed out that it became a, a, a racial thing when maybe it, it necessarily wasn't in that exact moment. I think, and, and Chris, please, this is, this is great that you're here because you could tell me if I'm totally freaking off the wall here. But my assumption is that for so many in the black community and, and, and the, you know, the Mexican community and whatnot, that's me. That's, that's Danny. Um, I'm still here. It's just another, it's just another. And yet again, and it's again, yeah. and it's again. And so whether it's, whether the, it, whether the facts are all there or not, it's just, it's, it's, it's too much. It's too much. It just doesn't stop. And so I think that's what happens. And I got to be honest, even as a white guy, I, I can see where that, that can happen. Whether yeah. it's, whether it's true or not, or factual or not, doesn't really matter. I understand the, the move to that, the move to here we go again, that, that well, feeling. The, the thing about statistics also, it gets, it, they only point out, you know, what's happening. They don't point out the why, the causal factors, you know what I mean? And growing up in the black community and Eric, I don't know how you can maybe show one of your black friends this podcast before you bring up the question, because I don't know how he can ask this question, but um, maybe you can ask them. But growing up as a black person in the black community, black family, black friends, you know, this and that, you hear as a black cop, you are told, you know, don't go on easy, uh, easy on them just because, you know, they are in, you know, this and that. And that may sound crazy, you know, that may seem, you know, like, like, who are you to talk to me like that, you know, as a white person, but as a black person, you know, on lower levels, me being in the food industry field, 
I've been told that in very slick ways, because like you said, racism is not always just, oh, I forgot who said it, I'm sorry, but racism is not always just a hood on. It's very covert. It's very, uh, it's conversational. You know what I mean? It's, it's attitudes and personalities. And in the workplace, I've been told, you know, to handle the irate black customers because I'm black. Everybody else I work with, which is another thing, you're a smaller minority. So yeah, we're 2% of most deaths. But that's because white people make up, I think, 57%, while blacks only make up, a, I think, 12, 15% of the whole population. Correct. Um, but, uh, um, it's just that. Sorry, I lost my thought pulling up that. Um, <laughs> you were in the grocery store. Grocery store. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. So working in the food industry, you know, um, I've had my managers and people tell me, you know, handle the black customers because I'm I can handle them better. I've also been told not to give them, you know, just free food because you know they joke about it. It's your brother, your uncle, your cousin, you know, whatever. Oh, your auntie's up there. You know, they're just joking. So it's like that kind of stuff, especially as a cop. Think about that. Think about the pressure of the peer pressure of police and how political it is. And most of the cops are probably Republicans. Blue lives matter, brother. You know, think about that pressure on you as a black man. You know, there's only three of you in the station. You gotta conform. You know, you gotta. And like I said, the statistics don't pinpoint. The why, the causal, it just pinpoints what's happening. It tells you how many hap- how many people, how many deaths, you know, where at, this and that. It doesn't tell you the why. And who knows? Me, like I said, me growing up in the black community, you've heard it. I've seen it in the workplace at, at lower levels. It's it's a thing. Chris, Racism. You said something that 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 shot up a flag. Do you really think that majority of police are Republicans? Um, I would have to say so. I think. Because I know a lot of black people that are officers, they're typically more Republican. Um, okay. They typically like to tuck their pants in a bit more. They're old school. They're old. <laughs> they tuck their pants. <laughs> is, that, um, is that the prerequisite? Eric, stand up right now. I want to see your pant line. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'm not wearing pants, Dave. For me personally, I come from a family of cops. I would say it's half and half. Half and half? Okay. Yeah. And. Yeah. I mean, that's a majority and that's a mixture of both white and Mexican. Well, yeah, I was going to say, especially in like cities like New York, Boston, Chicago, I would I would argue that a lot of the police are probably more liberal. I would would actually say more became Republican these last eight years, surprisingly enough. I've seen a lot more people push towards the Republican Party. Hmm. Surprising, especially when Trump came in into power. Yeah, we wow, we almost made it through a whole episode without talking about. We Trump. didn't talk Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, um, interesting, interesting. But so I, I'm always skeptical whenever I have a white friend who doesn't believe in that racism is around us. I really am, and the reason I am is because my experience is I have friends who I know are racist. They're not burning crosses. Do they know that but- they're racist? No, they don't think yeah. they are, but they have certain like uh, my favorite phrases ever where he's a good one. He's a bad one. Oh, jeez, That's my favorite. It really is because that one sells to me. There's something really wrong with you that you can't recognize that that's a racist. And I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming they're referring to he's a good. Yes. Black person, whatever race Mexican. you want. No, no. It doesn't necessarily have to be a black person. It, it could be. No, I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking yeah. because, you know, there's, yeah. there's people that will say that just about like, like if uh, they're talking about like a kid, like, oh, he's a good one. Like are you, you're referring specifically to they're talking about race. Yeah. Jeff, if, I mean, I, I, I've personally yeah. dealt with that within my family from older relatives who, because I'm being half Mexican, have told me, oh, you're one of the good ones. 
That's family members telling family me. Family members. Wow. wow. Yeah. And you guys have never none of that. Eric, well, hold on, Dave? hold on, John, John. Hold on. I think I think yeah. the point. I think the point that Dan, I, were you were agreeing with John. So so you're like the white members of your family were saying that. Yeah, that, I'm yeah, agreeing with John. What that's what I thought. It's no, rare, I, but I agree with John in this one. Yeah. Again, <laughs> Thank you, again, Danny. I'm not sure if John was referring to me, but again, to clarify, I'm not saying at all that racism doesn't exist. That's not what I've said, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying racism exists, but not to the level that it is being pushed upon us to believe it is. I, I, I think hmm. that when you look at race, really, you want to look at racism 60 years ago and look at it now. Look at it back when we had separate water fountains. Look at it oh, now. Racism. People could get and, away and with it. Let me finish. Let me finish. If we want I to, will. if we want to actually take it to the next step and actually continue to move forward, the way that it's going right now is not the way to do it because it's dividing us. Because it's taking it to a political level when race is, race should not be political. It shouldn't be Republican versus Democrat. But every single issue that comes up now gets exploited by the media, gets exploited by politics, and explodes into a bigger issue than it was. That was my example with George Floyd. It wasn't uh-huh. about race to me, yeah, but-, but it now exploded – to political levels, I'm going to agree with. It didn't do anything to bring us together. It divided us. The thing is, I'm going to agree with both of you on this one. Um, I know that sounds counterproductive, but yes, I feel that it is political at times. However, to John's point, I feel racism is still around. It's just been hidden underneath the rugs better now. It's not out in the open as much. In the water fountain, you know, that's a low bar we've set. Sharing a water fountain, I want a higher cool. bar. Yeah, no. We all want higher bars. I'm saying to get there, though, the way that we've been going about it the last, call it, I don't know, ten, six, six to ten years, has not been productive. It's been creating two different sides, and you're mixing things that aren't racist in with things that are racist, and you're forcing people to choose sides. Like the whole kneeling thing shouldn't been a, shouldn't have been thrown into a racist thing. Because now it's like, crap, well, I don't want to kneel, but does that mean I'm racist if I'm not supporting the kneeling and the bus? It's like they're purposely, I feel like, combining two separate issues and then making people choose side. And it's creating a bigger racial divide instead of helping. I I don't see. See, I think that people who chose to kneel and they did were called out for it as it was. You're disrespecting our troops instead of accepting what it was they were doing. And that created the issue, not, hey. Because really, that's what it was all about. I, I we, never had a problem with 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 Colin Neal. Yeah, um, I think if you flash forward to now, I mean, the whole kneeling concept is kind of past us at this point. No one really well, even brings because, it up as much. That's because sports like the NFL, they have put things in place so it's the public eye is not on it anymore. They don't even show the national anthem on TV for NFL anymore because of that. So it's it's Does fading away you, because Eric? we're taking the. He misses the kneeling. I mean. I, I don't no, really I mean, care. Does it bother? No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. I mean, does that does it bother you that sporting uh, uh, television shows don't uh, point that out? I always felt awkward. Anyways, I was like, do I have to stand up when I'm home? Do I not stand up? Do I have to wear a hat? What am I supposed to do here? I think I think it's um, I think it's a little sad that that's you know we're we're slowly kind of trying to take patriotism away because apparently that's bad. And people will say, no, it's not bad, but it kind of feels like we're just slowly starting to, you know, push the, the, the patrioticness of, of what it means to be an American away. And now being in a, saying, you know, even that sentence now, apparently is like it, it, it's leaving bad tastes in people's mouth. And it's sad to me. Yeah. So, I don't know if anyone do, else agrees with me, but I feel patriotism is slowly starting to come back more. 
at least among Anyone liberals. Else? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I feel like I, it's not being, and, and this is a bad way to say it, but I feel like people thought it was tarnished when Trump was in power. And now it's becoming more like, yes, we're Americans. We're proud to be Americans. Right. I'm not saying that's correct either way. I'm not going against that with you, Eric. But I'm just I, saying I, I feel I, now it's becoming more okay to say you're a patriot. It's okay to wear the flag again. I see. Ironically, not not to not to disagree with you for the sake of disagreeing with you. I don't know if I disagree with you or not because I don't. I don't. I don't feel that. I definitely feel like um, there has been a. Uh, a definite split between people who were proud of their country because all of a sudden it became a bad thing to be proud of your country because of what your country was. Um, and that seems weird. That seems weird. And so for, and so for people to be like, Oh, it's okay to be proud of your country again. To me, that all seems to boil down to, and I and didn't want to do it, but it all seems to boil down to Trump. You son of a bitch. Is that at the end of the day and John, I mean, let, let me let tried to do me a favor and 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 drop the sarcasm and and drop the jokes and like be honest with me sure is isn't it really kind of more or wasn't it more important for so many people to just get him out of office than some of the ethical or moral issues that were the problem does that does that make sense like like just like here's a great example uh covid right like that we were seeing you know uh companies fighting back against the, the shutdowns and you know that the, the cops were being called you will not see a single restaurant owner who has decided to keep their place open on the news anymore because trump's gone because it's over I mean, and, and this and this is just me, third party guy watching the whole thing, and that's the, the the assumption that I've made. I'm watching the 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 zeitgeist, the feeds, the you know. To me, it feels like nobody cares anymore. And I, I know that's a generalization, but I feel like the idea is nobody, or it's not as important to people anymore because Trump's no longer president. Does it? Does COVID? it? Do you mean COVID well, I, in general? I, or no, I, no, 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 no. I, I just mean like the things that were the absolutely most important. It's like, well, now, now that Trump has been removed from office, it's like, okay, well, now, now, now we're not so worried about things in the same uh, way that we were. I still think there's really a robust discussion, even on masks, at least on the news program. I watch MSNBC still. There's whole restaurant owners whole drive was, lockdowns yeah. and still staying open. When's the last time well, you saw a report on that? Where where are where where, where, where governments were were calling the cops on them and shutting them down? Well, but, but, them so down. for instance, what? John, there's there's capacity limits, and there are definitely restaurants around me anyway, and I'm sure other places that do not abide by those new capacity limits that have been set in different states like Illinois or California. So what Dave is saying is you would hear a lot more about restaurants defying orders and cops being called when Trump was in office than when he was leaving. I think that's what Dave is trying to get. That's at. exactly what I'm saying, especially yeah. here in Chicagoland. I mean, or Orland Park, the entire Trump presidency, once COVID started, pretty much did whatever they wanted. And post-Trump, they continue to do whatever yeah, they Yeah, they did. I, and, I mean, I mean news, I, being in Orland, any Orland yeah. local news – about restaurants. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, that's that's all he's saying. No, I mean, just the what publicity I'm, of it. What I'm saying is, even when Pritzker said "Don't do it," Orland Park said "Do whatever you want." Yeah, and Orland really never made the news for that. I will agree on that yeah. one. Yeah. So I, you know, that's okay. my experience. I saw it. multiple news reports throughout this whole process about 
hair salons and uh, restaurants and bars who were staying open and they were being threatened with shutdown notices and health violations and all this. Yeah, that was Texas certain areas. All while Trump was president. Once Trump was gone, I haven't seen a single bit of that. And I know that there are still business owners who are still behaving this way. And so my question is, is, is it, is it really because Trump is gone that it's, do you think it it could have been more just the news you were consuming a lot of Fox? Cause that'd be a Fox kind of segment. That's an assumption. I was watching everything. Okay. I was watching. So you saw that on CNN and MSNBC. I I absolutely saw about uh, the hair salon uh, owner who uh, was threatened to be shut down on CNN. Absolutely. I saw that there. Oh, I did not. Well, you, you admitted to yourself you don't watch it very much. So I'm mostly MSNBC. I'm not serious. So let's, Chris, are you still my, with us? Yeah. All right. Chris is having some difficulty with his router. Well, I, I, I know what you're saying, Dave, and um, I have noticed a difference. There might so be the, other reasons so the, for so it. So the issue is I can't get a clear answer out of John, and that's okay. I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic or flippant. It's You're probably not the best person to ask, I guess. I just feel like in general at this point, though, yeah, at the beginning, I would have more agree with you. But at this point, I feel like everyone's just over it, and people are getting tired, and that's why it's not being talked about anymore. I, I mean, I personally – I mean, possibly I do feel, I mean, you guys know this. I, I feel like um majority of the press and the media are very light on Biden uh, for a lot of topics that I think that, you know, everything, everything feels like it's overblown when it was with Trump. And now everything feels like it's completely diluted be, because Biden's in office. I, it, things that could, should have been break, you know, it, that's just how I feel. They don't, they, it's, it's, they don't give the same pressure and it'd be nice to see if they did. What, so I what mean, would you that, pressure? What would you pressure Biden on? Like, do you? What feel do you mean? Like, even his press conference that he finally first off, it took how many months before he gave a press conference and answered questions? And when he did, that that press conference was a joke. I was what I mean, a what, joke. What what issues do you feel like he's other than? Because uh, you can go with the border, I guess. All right. So how about you did. the border was going to be easy ones. But, yeah. the, the, but other than that, say, the, where, the, where the, the border, go? the the border's the border's the one that he's now currently getting heat for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, it's it's taking a long time to get this fire going. Um, but also just the whole Supreme Court thing. I mean, they were talking. It was supposedly gonna. It was a myth, and now all of a sudden they're going. They're 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 starting happen. a commission, and I mean, he's getting ready to pack the Supreme Court. The, it's never the biggest happen. heat. The biggest heat I've seen against Biden was the uh, refugees, which was he didn't increase the refugees, um, and as a result. His own supporters were upset that he didn't increase the amount from Trump and he's still not sure whether he's going to. But the border stuff, the reason I don't think it's worth giving him so much heat is Trump still holds the record in 2019 um, and the numbers aren't that different now from 2019. 2020 during COVID, sure, uh, you didn't have that many crossings, but we're back whether the wall were continue to be built or not. It wouldn't have prevented what's happening this year. So I, I don't know I, what I you would ask that. him as a responsible journalist. Hey, why aren't you down there hanging out at the border saying, please don't come in? I don't know what you would do different. I mean, I would encourage you to research that. I know you're going to say I'm wrong right now, but I would encourage you to research it uh, because my understanding was that the border crossings are at record levels. I could be wrong. 
Um, but I will also research that tonight. I, but I, I think you're wrong. They're at I record levels right now. I'm a, I think this is a bigger topic and it's a topic that's very personal to me. So I think this is one that we should talk about on a different episode. I think it's a great Cause, idea. Dave. Cause I think it's something right. that we all should do more research into because I think there's going to be a lot of surprising information for both sides of the argument. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It's fine. And, and it's only fair to Chris because he obviously had uh, technical difficulties and he's not going to be able to finish out the episode with us. So but, we'll go ahead and, and, and steer but, this thing out of here. Go ahead, John. Without getting too far into it, and I promise I won't take us down this rabbit hole, but uh, every policy change Biden tried to do at the border got stopped. So nothing changed. We're in the same circumstance we were during Trump. Like no actual policy change occurred. Okay. The courts prevented him. What do you think, people? Send us your email at checkbalancepod at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Insta. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, sorry, Chris, that we lost you there, uh, but we'll definitely have you back next week. We really enjoy your, your input, and um, it's valued. So we want to make sure that you're a part of it. Uh, and I think that's a great idea, Danny. I think next week we'll definitely talk about um, crisis at the border, and we'll we'll get into that. Uh, let me see here. Do we have any other things? Anyway, so the, so the round out is dudes found guilty on all three charges. Um, I, the, one of the things that I definitely wanted to point out is this was in my personal opinion, something that was very satisfying to me was that this was an example of the state actually charging the crime correctly, as opposed to trying to overreach and overcharge and risking a not guilty verdict by saying it was, you know, premeditated murder, because how many times have we seen them go for that? And regardless, I mean, you can, you can debate as to why they did that or why they were pressured to do that. But, you know, I'm reminded of the Casey Anthony trial where she's found innocent, where if they charged her with what they charged Chauvin with, she'd be in jail right now. Yeah, I think if they try to go for murder one, anything yeah, they would have, it would have been, you, there's it would have been a lost cause. Well, room for doubt. There's, there's, because you can't prove everything. You can't prove his intent. You can't prove any of that. Um, but you could absolutely prove that what took place was a homicide due to whatever. I mean, it was the unintended homicide, whatever they called it. Um, yeah, and, and you can prove that, and it was proven, and it's why he was found guilty on all three counts. Now, one thing we should talk about, too, really quickly, is that, yes, the verdict came down, but sentencing has not come out yet. Why and do you that say that? Is, like, <laughs> well, I mean, unfortunately, that's no, the case, right. and that's, right. that is a big step, and that's going to be something that I personally will be watching because when sentencing, that's an entirely different topic. I mean, just so because I'm going to throw this, you know, uh, gas on the fire before we leave. Um, I don't agree with you, Dave. <laughs> That's okay. I, 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 again, I don't think what he did was right, but I also feel that the charges were severe given what happened. Well, I, I don't, they, wait, hold on, hold on. Do you think that he intended to kill him or he didn't intend to kill him? I don't think he intended to kill him at all. That's what he was charged with an unintentional correct, but I, homicide. Correct. But correct. But if you I didn't also, intend to crash into somebody's car and for them to die. You're still guilty of the crime, even though correct, you didn't but he was also, he was also charged and found guilty of manslaughter. And what was the, um, the middle one? Uh, cause manslaughter is third degree murder. Yeah. Second that, and third that, that degree murder and manslaughter. Thing, but manslaughter falls under the same category, bro. Man, manslaughter well, falls under close enough to the same degree of, th- of third degree. And then right. second degree is negligence. 
based on intent, which, I mean, he had his knee on his neck. I personally, I so I did watch the trial. I did watch the majority of it, especially the part where they were, um, the uh, prosecutor was bringing up the, the medical witnesses talking about, you know, you know, yes, he died because of this. And then I saw the defense bring up, no, they, he didn't. Um, I, I personally don't think that I, the, the guy had drugs in his system. I think that there was a lot of factors at play and I don't, while yes, he should be punished. And yes, it, it was absolutely awful. I do kind of feel like this is a severe punishment and it, the, the, the punishment doesn't fit what happened in my opinion. I think it's great that they came as hard as they did in the hope that it doesn't happen again. That every, see, now, now we've made, see, I don't think that's, I don't but that think that wasn't my point. My point was they, they didn't go harder, which I would have, which we have seen before. Right. You were your saying point is valid. Yes. Failed. Your point is yeah. valid that they, that they went to the, like the prosecutors, they, they got, got what them they on what they, they got what they wanted. They could prove. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Prove, which is yes, if they went higher, so it wouldn't have. They wouldn't have. States attorneys, so many other prosecutors. But I also feel like I also feel like this trial, this uh, this is meant to be an example, and I don't think that that is necessarily a fair thing either. That I you're disagree. putting someone you hear the up word on, precedent. You're setting is a precedent. It, so wait, so a co- so on, no other on, cops on, ever on. been on trial. Every before? single case is meant to be an example. That is the whole definition of precedent. It's, it's exactly but what I was going to say is there's no reason to sentence anyone to anything unless the sentence is in the hope that no one else will do it. That is you know, literally like he, what it's founded on. Yeah, it's not. I'm saying is that because because this trial was blown up to the way it was, I don't think if this was under the radar and it didn't, you know, it didn't turn into this mainstream event. I don't think he would have been found guilty. That is what I'm trying to say. He was found if guilty you, because the true, jurors. That's an even bigger problem. I, I'd say he wouldn't have even been charged. Well, he wouldn't have been even. There would have been no yeah. trial if there wasn't video. Yeah. They would have found a fake gun at the site that wasn't his. See, John, I disagree, and that's kind of um, that's kind of a very well, broad thing to say. About yeah, cops. that's yeah. I, I I will back Eric up here again and say, John, that was a that was a very big I mean, realization. That really I mean, has a, that really has occurred. I'm sure uh, a, a lot of things have occurred. A yeah. lot of things have occurred, but you just generalize. There cops. have been some men who have who have physically abused their wives, but not all men abuse all women. I mean, right? So there's no. So you guys don't believe there's a blue coat like that doesn't exist? Oh no, I absolutely think there's a blue coat, and I was thoroughly enjoying watching that blue coat crumble during this trial. Yeah, so was I. But um, if there was no attention to it, I don't know that the blue coat would have. The blue. I'll leave it at I, this. I, I like. I love cops. I have cop friends. I have police friends. I'm Sounds not like trying Trump to disparage them friends. all. Yeah. What I will say love cops is... Cops love me. I love cops. My name is John Madison. I'm not saying I'm cops. a policist, but... I will, yeah. I will say, I will say so this. Some of my best friends are cops. Yeah. That the verdict that happened is a testament to me that our country has come a long way from its racist roots because the verdict did come in as guilty. And to me... We went through the justice system. Thanks to our the justice system isn't perfect, but I do like our justice system better than other systems that have been put in place in history. And I think this is a testament that, you know what? We have come a long way with our racist roots because it, it was found guilty. Whether it was, you know, whatever the influence was, whether he should be guilty for that, I'm going to stay out of that. My, it happened, and I accept that verdict. I accept the verdict. Away from our races, are you like giving yourself like a pat on the back, or like what? what I'm not giving. No, I hate it when people. First off, sharing drinks. First off, I don't come from those ways. 
I don't come from those ways. So I don't like being thrown into there. That's why I hate the word white privileged. I hate, I hate, I hate this, just the, the stereotype that there is between white and black people because I've, me, my family, like that's, we don't have those roots. You know, we immigrated from Poland. Like yeah. we didn't wait have a minute, slaves. Wait a minute. You're Polish. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know we had a Polish guy on the show. Guys. I know. Wait a minute. Wait a, minute. Wait a, a few minute. A, a few episodes. I was talking about uh, Jewish memes, and Eric was like, "I'm Jewish." I don't know. If I am I Jewish. Polish. Now. I am. I am Polish. There's Jewish. Many, Lithuanian. There's and many. There's many Jewish people in, you, in Poland. Do you, yeah. do you speak John, Polish? During, you see, Eric? John, during the 1930s. Jankuje. <laughs> Jankuje. You do. Wow. Yeah. I'm kind of proud. Oh, There you go. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Uh, this just. Are we allowed to? Are we allowed to swear on this program? Stola, what do you mean, Danny and Danny and Dave swear every other word? Every so, Corva, <laughs> fucking Drew. Corva <laughs> for my Polish friend listeners. There you go. There you go. All right, uh, this just went terribly wrong. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. What, Polish for Jew is too much for you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Chris, for being on the show. I'm so sorry that uh, you had technical difficulties, but he promises, he already sent us a message, promises us that next week he'll be on track and he'll be back because we love having Chris and we want him to be on more shows. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I am happy with the verdict. John, are you happy with the verdict or are you disappointed with the verdict? I am happy with the verdict. Eric, are you happy with the verdict or are you disappointed with the verdict? I'm indifferent of the verdict, and I'm glad that our justice system is working. Still working. Okay, Danny. I am happy and satisfied with the verdict. I think it was a firm verdict, not a harsh verdict, a firm verdict, meaning that it was, it was an example. Was, it was an example, but a, a fair, firm example. Okay. Well, that makes sense. like you said, we'll see what the sentencing is. <laughs> yes. All right, folks. Well, that takes us to the end of this road, and we will be back next week to clearly talk about immigration. So, from the halls of justice, I am David Vox Mullen. Buenas noches. Danny Reyes, Eric Zwartz, John Madison, Christopher West. Uh, we the people have come a long way. <laughs>